Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be chatting about this week? Brian, this week I'm going to challenge your historical knowledge with another round of Better Know Your History, and I'm going to make you look like a fool. I could do that on my own. And another mass shooting in the books. What are we doing, America? What about you, Ryan? Wow, this is terrible timing, but on this week's show, I beg you not to kill, but I help you out when you eventually do. (laughs) We gotta gotta talk about these things. Yeah. And toxic masculinity in the Latin culture? No. All that and so much more on this week's show. I used to be in a band, Tyler. You did. Did did you know that? I did. I went to a couple of your shows. Did you? Mm -hmm. That was at a time where you and I didn't see each other all the time. So I don't remember how you connected with the band. Uh, I did it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um... I don't know. I, I enjoyed the music and I just, I wasn't old enough at the time to really go out right. to like concerts and stuff like that, but I was able to catch a couple of the shows. Right. And it was a great time for me. I almost kind of compare it in a little bit with doing this podcast, just where you're doing a thing and you're not just being creative. Mm. You're releasing it to other people. Great time. Glad I did it. I kind of wish I was still doing it. Yeah. Do you remember? I could learn to play an instrument. It was, <laughs> I uh, I like that. What do you think? Like a triangle? Let's think a trombone. <laughs> sure. And I'll do a cello and we'll get this thing cracking here, Tyler. We have two pieces of the 300 pieces of a <laughs> harmonica. We're a two-man orchestra. <laughs> Tyler, do you remember what our big song was? Uh, what's your sign? What's your sign? Yeah. And what's your sign was we were a ska band, mm-hmm. which means that we had like a, a, like a punk group, but we also had a trombone, a trumpet, a saxophone, mm-hmm. a berry sax at one point. Do you know what that is? I do not. A big giant saxophone that is super low. Okay. And it's just beautiful. Probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Nonetheless, what's your sign was a song that was all bad pickup lines. Okay. okay? Yeah. I, it was in the, the dawning time of the internet for me. I went and looked up cheesy pickup lines. Mm -hmm. I wove it into a tapestry of ridiculous pickup lines as if you're talking to somebody in the worst way possible. Mm -hmm. In the chorus, I brought it back together with an actual thought-provoking kind of lyrics on human relationships and Mm -hmm. how we talk to each other. Sure. So recently, somebody sent me a picture of we were on this compilation with all these other ska bands, like bands that you've heard of before. And that's the song that they put on there because it was our big song. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to describe to you, like the beginnings of that song was, have I fucked you yet? Do you want to make a bet? I'll get you so hot you'll leave the bar stool wet. I'm just Mm. giving you kind of a mindset of where we were. I'm getting hot and heavy now. You're welcome. Thank you. But in the middle of that song, I, again, this is 20 years ago or Mm. whatever, I made a joke about putting two roofies in someone's drink Mm -hmm. and then asking her to dance. Yeah. Okay, now when you hear that, what do you think? Not cool, bro. Not cool. Not Not cool. cool. And here's the comment that somebody wrote. Mm -hmm. The part that always tripped me out about this song is he says something about dropping roofies in someone's drink at one minute and 11 seconds, then just goes into the chorus like it's all good and no one noticed. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty apt. Now, back then, that wasn't a big deal. Uh, Roofing people? Do you remember all of those movies from the 1980s? We talked about Revenge of the Nerds on this show. Mm -hmm. Things that happened back then, now that we look at it, and we're like, you can't joke like that, man. That's not funny. Movies like Wedding Crashers are no longer being made. Ah, such a good movie. Now, my question to you is this. Not was I right, was I wrong. By the way, never dropped roofies in anybody's drink, and Mm -hmm. I definitely don't dance. Sure. Are we better off for it? Is the world now a better place... And I'm not saying that we should be able to joke like that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. Is the world in any way tangibly better because we're not doing that? I don't know how to answer that. I mean, it's just, it's all part of evolution. We're evolving to become a more tolerant society. And you have the different factions breaking off of the people who want it that way. And then the people who want to keep it the way that it used to be. Sure. I wouldn't hate America being great again, but (laughs) what? That time's over, Ryan. (laughs) 
I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to say whether it's better or not, but I mean, that's just the way society goes. You and, know? and I'm not saying this as somebody who is fighting against the PC culture. I'm not somebody who's saying, you know, they're taking our verbs from us and our mm. pronouns from us. I'm, I'm genuinely asking the question. Are we better in now def, tolerance? One million percent being uh, aware of how our words help. Let's say the trans community mm -hmm. where people are being injured and they're being killed at a disproportionate rate. All of those things I understand. But is saying something that you don't really mean is that taking that out of culture, is that making us better? I, I know that you can't answer it. I'm just kind of opining and, and questioning, I guess. Well, I do understand the argument on behalf of, I don't actually mean these things. They're right. just meant to be a joke. Satire, baby. But I also understand on the other side that every time we make a joke like this, we are normalizing the behavior. Okay. Just in a general sense. Not yeah. that you agree with it or anything like that, but as we make jokes... It influences others out there. Younger people hearing it as a joke, yeah. talking about drugging women. And you're perpetuating and it And then taking and them more. home. Now, yeah. that's very interesting. And, and I wasn't even thinking about this as I was typing this in. That's very interesting in the context of this show. Because very often we hide behind the quote unquote shield of satire. Mm -hmm. And saying things that we don't mean. While also, I think, being stringent believers in you know, expecting the best of people and, yeah. and taking responsibility for your actions. It's a, it's a very fine line that we walk, Ryan. <laughs> is it? Yeah. What do we do? We fall off all the okay, time. Okay, <laughs> podcast over. My name is Ryan. <laughs> My name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Salutations, my Haitians, and Tyler. How are you doing this week, my friend? What's I'm, going on? I am good. How's everything with you? Everything is going great. We've had a a, a, a a crazy weekend, but we are here crushing it on the show. Tyler, speaking of the Haitian army, there has been, or there will be very soon, a brand new addition to the Haitian army. Whoa. Street producer Lenny and his wife are in the hospital dilating their, what do you dilate when you're having a baby? I am not the right person to ask. And I think that we need to say street producer Lenny. Wow, congratulations. Without a doubt. That's incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, I didn't know that she was due already. That's crazy. Can you believe how fast time is moving? Go have more children. We need more fans for this show. Yeah, don't worry about world population no. or being able to feed them in 20 years or the sun like lighting the globe literally on fire. Have more babies. We need your subscriptions. We need numbers for this show. It's never enough. So, Tyler, uh, how are you feeling, man? Are you ready for this week's show? Are we? Are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do the depression index. Mm -hmm. No one cares. You don't know what to what do. What the depression the index is is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly, and we crank it up. And use it on your baby maker, Tyler. This is a mechanism that we use to talk about our self-help, where we're out this week. And you often go first. I do. Yeah. I don't really have a theme for this week. Um, so I will just say, uh, my, you know what? My theme for this is negative thinking. The, Are we, you pro or, or con? Uh, I, I've had a lot of training in it, a lot of practice with it. and I'm uh, against it. After all these years, I have to say... Not great. How do you fix negative thinking? Well, you have to you have to tell yourself, and this is obviously a skill, something you have to practice and get better at, but you have to tell yourself, nope, nope, we're not doing that anymore. We have those intrusive thoughts. I, I think a lot of people out there, maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people out there um, have those intrusive thoughts. Like in the middle of the day, you'll just be- I'm gonna kick that baby. Walking somewhere and you just have <laughs> crazy thought. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Was that me? And it's, it's as, as long as you're not getting lost in it and you have to bring yourself out of that thinking because it could so easily get, you could get caught up in a loop and just uh, fall down that rabbit hole and the thoughts get darker and darker and darker. And we have to be aware of these and make sure we pull ourselves out when we notice that we're doing it. Well, and, and you know what? I think often you and I talk on this show about psychological things that are, dare I say, kind of advanced. Mm. I think one of the first things that I heard when I was starting off this thing, this journey that you and I are on together, the idea that you are not your thoughts. 
was baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know what that meant. But but if you are your thoughts, are you your best thoughts or are you your worst thoughts? You're neither. So I think for somebody out there to hear that, like while you're saying that, you are not your thoughts. You're the ones who's experiencing it. Exactly. That's a that's a mind bender. Mm-hmm. Where's that damn kook alert? Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Forget it. I was wrong. You're your thoughts. You're your thoughts. You are everything yeah. you think, the, but only the bad stuff. <laughs> so uh, Ryan, this week I will say I am at a neutral. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Wow, Tyler, I swear to you. Hold on. I don't I very rarely do this in the middle of the show, but Hey! That is New Haitian Army member. What a beautiful little baby. Yeah. Oh, hold on. If only the audience could see it. Oh, fuck the audience <laughs> right now, bro. This is about us. An this- audio medium. Wow! Congratulations! That is yep. Fucking incredible. Good for you, Lenny. All right, gay it up. And Grace. Tyler, this week, I, you know what, this is interesting. It kind of, uh, as it always does, feeds into yours. So much about mental health, I think, is, which is just a catch-all term for everything that we talk about. Mm -hmm. It's about preparing yourself for when those uncomfortable thoughts, for when those uncomfortable feelings inevitably come. Because that's a pattern that you've, if you have to seek out self-help, it's because you've built yourself into this pattern that you don't like, that isn't working for you, whatever that looks like. Very often when push comes to shove and it's time to be uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. as I knew I was going to be, I bail. I rationalize to myself why tonight having this drink is different than last night. Mm -hmm. Last night I knew I wasn't going to do it, but tonight it's all good. You'll just have one or two and then you're going to wake up in the morning. Everything's going to be fine. Then eight or nine later... And I'm like, fuck the morning. Yep. I'll never see you. <laughs> Tonight's forever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not. Ouch. It, my yeah, kidneys. It catches up to you I quickly. I fell down and scraped my kidneys. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is this, and I and I know that it's a buildup. I know that we talk about this all the time, but it's just reinforcement. It's talking about these things, hearing them in a different way. How can I prepare myself for when push comes to shove and it's time to be uncomfortable? I don't bail. How do I back myself up and go, hey, We had talked about this. It's happening. Don't rationalize it. We could do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would just say, and I know this is a bit of a catch-all term itself, but you have to let go because that's the the tensing. It's the it's the. How do I protect myself if I let go, Tyler? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do this. Oh God, or God, this is getting uncomfortable, and we tighten it, we tighten it, we tighten it. We just gotta remember. Nope, gotta let all that go. Gotta release the muscles, relax the muscles. Clash of the Titans. I'm sorry, (laughs) but a G H T. Shit. It's 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 wordplay that is a a, a show breaker, uh, uh-huh, and I'm very uh, sorry about that. Dead fish in my lap. No uh, idea what to do. With we that. will edit that out. Nobody sure. that will never see the light of day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard those words before. It's in the show. So and and I think that so, so my question to you is, and forgive me if you already uh, answered it while I was doing my pun thing. Mm-hmm. How do I prepare myself for next time that I'm in that when 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 it's when I, that uncomfortability starts coming in, and very often I filter it through drinking. Man, if I just have this one drink, it's going to take away a little bit of this energy. How can I remind myself that's not true? Dude, what you're saying isn't true. We did this last night or whatever, you know? I mean, that's tough to say. I mean, because that's, I mean, it's addiction. And if there was a solution, an easy solution to addiction, then the world would be a much different place. Tyler, if you don't have a solution, then what are we doing here? Uh, Just, you know, filling our own <laughs> egos, building them up. Just shooting the shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I wish I had an answer, but I struggle with my own addiction issues. So I... I, uh, Knock it off, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm cured. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Phil Hill. <laughs> but this is, this is what I think. And this is my little cherry on top of this shit Sunday. Uh-huh. I think the way to start doing that is by talking about it, mm-hmm. is by thinking about it. Much like sex gets a lot better with your partner when you start talking about it outside of sex, mm-hmm. I think that these things start becoming easier when you start thinking of it before it happens, after it happens, when you just start getting comfortable with it. And uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'll let you know on next week's show. Sure. This week, I am at a... What, how many were you on? Five. I'm at a four this week. No! One, two, three. What a coincidence. Four. Ouch. Ouch, ouch. I would ouch. like to file a complaint, please. <laughs> I would like to file these nubs down because they're sharp after spinning that. Tyler, I am ready to do a segment that you have not heard in a long time, but it's back, baby. Don't kill. But when you do... Mm. Don't kill. But when you do. Now, should I say the name of these segments 
when the intro says the name of the segments, I I, I never know how to handle that. I don't know. It's, it sounded nice. It was very fluid. Good job. I th- I'm, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I just thank you, Tyler. Mm-hmm. That actually really made me feel real nice. Now, what this segment is about is... I mean, it sounds crazy, but we're just playing to our constituency here. Obviously, it says in the Ted Commandments, thou shalt not kill. That's a that's a game ender. That's it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But when you do, I need for you to stay out of jail. We need your subscriptions. We need your attention because Tyler and I, we we subsist on attention. We need it more than oxygen itself. I wish it wasn't true. Yeah, no, but we're, we're almost over it. So here's the thing. You've written that ransom letter on your computer, okay? You've written it. Now, there are such things as forensic technological experts. Did Mm. you know that? Yeah, they can can find anything you've typed into your computer, like, ever. So what does forensic mean, then? Because I always think of it as, like, collecting DNA and putting pubic hair in your mouth or whatever it is that they do on CSI. What does Uh, forensic mean? I mean, we can review. I honestly have no idea. Forgive me for doing a brainstorm here on the actual Mm, podcast. mm. So listen... You can erase those things off of your computer, okay? But if you've used the spell check, the grammar check function, any of that stuff, that info is still stored in your computer. You need to get in there and you need to take care of that, okay? My question is this. Let's let's get beyond all that. Is there any way to use your computer and not have it come back and fuck you in your butt? No. There's always your cell phone. There's always a fingerprint. Always. There, okay, now let me ask you this, and this is again a real question. If I if I use my computer for all sorts of just underhanded ransom notes, dirty deeds, sure, and then I take a hammer and I fucking crush that thing, then what? Uh, then I think you're okay as long as you get the 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 parts where the data is stored, and as long as you destroy them into little tiny bits, then I think you're safe. Why are not, why are people not doing that? Uh, it sounds like and a I'm lot not, of work. Don't do that. Don't listen. I, if you type up ransom letters, I guess leave it on them so you can get discovered. But or you could just use a typewriter. I know they still have <laughs> typewriters around. Tyler, they will find you in five minutes because you're the only motherfucker in North America with a typewriter. It's you and Tom Hanks. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Or you could cut the letters out of magazines and glue them to the piece of paper to spell out your threat. Why has nobody ever thought of that now before? I'm just saying. Now that's an aesthetic I could get behind. Um, so basically what we're saying is after you're done with your ransom letter, beat that shit with a hammer. <laughs> that's <laughs> Is that where we ended? I guess so. This is your segment. That segment confuses me. Yeah. What are we asking of people there? Uh, to not murder, but when they do do right. it, right. don't get caught by the ransom note. True crime in reverse, Tyler. That's the way I think about it. Yeah. Speaking of computers, I still have my Chromebook. Is that still a thing? Are they still making Chromebooks? Oh, they are. And But because of the low uh, life expectancy on Chromebooks... They're creating a lot of e-waste in the, for the environment. What do you mean by the low life expectancy? Because they're not met, they're not built to last like a really long really? time. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're so cheap. That's very interesting to me because my Chromebook is my my jerk computer. Do you have a jerk computer? I do not. I mean, it would be my iPad, I guess. Okay, yeah. sure. I and- don't have a computer dedicated to jerking off, Ryan. No, <laughs> I mean first world problems right there is that a problem i thought i was bragging i guess it depends on how much you're doing it <laughs> and then well, it becomes a the problem thing. it is a problem <laughs> it is a problem okay if you're gonna if you're gonna phrase it like that. see now i feel embarrassed it's like my oh now you feel I, embarrassed well, I mean, tyler i didn't realize i was wandering into a shameful admission it's like my poop shoes for when i'm at work i don't want people to see me pooping so i wear different shoes <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were being serious. Well, it's and that's ki- something I would believe of you. It's ki- well, I would never poop in, in public. <laughs> that's actually true. But it's sure. kind of the same thing. If I ever want to use my computer in public, I don't want strange shit that I pop, you know, typed in to pop up on the browser. I got a jerk computer. That makes sense to me. Now with Chromebooks, I thought that was the whole thing is that it couldn't get viruses that they lasted for a very long time. Mm. I, I, I was unaware of what it was that you were saying. Yeah. So my question is this. Technology that never breaks. Is that a dead business model? Is Absolutely. That we are no longer making that. No. Like like hey, buy this refrigerator, you'll be able to give it to your grandkids one day. No, they don't do that. That anymore. no longer exists. No, they they as a matter of fact are like they are have whittled the science down to such a fine degree that they know how to build their products with expecting them to break down in X amount of time. They know when it will be time for the reaping. They build them specifically for that reason. I've said this a million times on this show, and very rarely am I outraged, I, I think. Maybe I'm outraged all the time, I don't know. 
That should genuinely be illegal. That should be prosecuted to the highest level of the of our of our system because it goes against everything that we see as good in this world. Yeah, you're not going to get any arguments from me. Resources, mm-hmm. the way that it's it's uh, you know enslaving people. Can we fix that or? Uh, all we would have to do is get rid of all the wealthy people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. get started. Sure. Yeah. I'm on it. Eat the rich. Yeah. Tyler, let's do your segment. Mm-hmm. Let's go to break. Let's come back and, you know, you know how the show goes. We'll do whatever we sure. want. Sure. I feel like Biggie is going to walk into the room at any minute. I love this. Makes me shake my kegels. Some great music. It's really good, man. In, well, in your face. <laughs> well, Ryan, session 167, we have another round of Better Know Your History. I'm going to give Ryan, it's basically two truths and a lie. I give Ryan three stories and he from history, and he has to d- determine which one is the filthy lie. I think I won this last time. You did win sure. it last time. You won a couple times, as a matter of fact. High point of my existence, Tyler. Been a free fall ever since. Let's bring back that glory. <laughs> <I did. laughs> it's like that time that I scored four touchdowns in high school at Poke High. It's Al Bundy from Mary with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead, yeah. At least you understood the dead fish. I'm just picturing you playing football. <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> Coach, he tackled me! My nail! Well, Ryan, story number one. The U.S. detonated a nuclear bomb on North Carolina in 1961. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me like this weekend. No. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, it, really? I think history is only considered history if it's like X amount of time away from the event. I think it has to be history <laughs> for somebody to be there to record it. That's fair. Um, 1961 mm-hmm. detonated a nuclear bomb. And now I know they did this in like the Las Vegas desert area, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. North Carolina, I've never heard. Tell me more. Well, in 1961, a uh, Goldsboro B-52 a uh, plane was carrying two, count them, two atomic weapons. Okay. And while it was in the air, it released both of those uh, bombs and one of them detonated. Okay. And what happened to the other one? Uh, it landed and, and didn't go off. Thank goodness. Okay. So the the first bomb didn't blow up the second bomb? No. I have no understanding of how bombs work. Yeah, yeah I, well, because there are fail-safes on nuclear weapons okay. where like a lot of these different mechanisms have to come into play in order for them to... We have to turn our keys at the same time. Exactly. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. I feel really bad for those two guys who have to be there at the bomb site. Who's going to clean this up? <laughs> uh, but I guess the detail I should add in there is it was actually a crash of the B-52. Due to uh, fuel line issues, the plane broke up in midair and uh, drop these bombs, one of them detonated. Okay, I will I will store that. I'm not sure if I believe that or not. Mm-hmm. On to the next story. Now, was this before they sang Love Shack or after? I'm sorry, that's a B-50. Uh, uh, Tyler, I'll let you do your segment. What do you want from me? What am I supposed to do with all these dead <laughs> fishes in my lap? Hello, ladies. It smells like shit in here. All right, Ryan. Uh, story number two. Yes. They've got the dancing fever till death. Ryan, the dancing plague of 1518, a phenomenon that occurred in Strasbourg, France. 1815. Uh, 15, right. 1518. 1518, right. And uh, by all accounts, a woman named Fra Trofea started dancing uncontrollably in the street, and soon others joined her. And over the next several days, hundreds of people danced until they collapsed from exhaustion or died. A folie do. Societal edition. The dancing mania quickly spread to other parts of the city and eventually to neighboring towns and villages. All of a sudden, that reverend from Footloose all of a sudden seems like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he should try it? to save lives. <laughs> <laughs> These people have Kuru. Um, okay, I like that one. Yeah, so I like. I, I want this one to be true. Some sources claim that as many as four hundred people were affected. Many of the dancers suffered from convulsions hallucinations, and other strange symptoms, and some reportedly danced until they died of a heart attack, (laughs) stroke, or exhaustion. Popping and locking to the grave. (laughs) Um, Okay, I like that one. Okay. And finally, Ryan, William Tell. You've heard the name. He shot the apple off of someone's head. Correct. Do I have that right? Tell was a skilled archer who lived in the town of Berglin in Switzerland, which was under the control of Austrian Habsburgs at the time. 
The most famous of this story is that the Austrian authorities placed a hat on the pole in the town square and demanded that all passerby bowed down to it as a sign of loyalty to this invading army. A, a hat. A hat. They just posted a hat on okay. a pole and you had to bow to the hat. Okay. William Tell refused to bow down. He ain't gonna bow down like no bitch, Ryan. Sure, sure. You are get on my knees? That's right. And he uh, he refused to bow down and was subsequently arrested and sentenced to death. However, the Austrian- Sentenced to death. To death. Okay. Oh yeah, you either bow down to us or you die. That seems reasonable. However, the Austrian governor, Gessler, who was known for his cruelty, gave William a chance to save his life. Gessler placed an apple on the top of William's son's head and ordered him to shoot it with a crossbow. If William missed uh, the apple, both he and his son would be killed. Okay, all right. That's a, it's some that's some like saw level shit right it's there. Pre, that's terrible. Pre, pre fear factor. Pretty terrible. Yeah, man, they should have recorded this. This thing would have crushed. William, being a skilled archer, successfully shot the apple from his son's head with Killed a, him anyway with his crossbow. But Gessler noticed that he had also secretly placed a second arrow in his quiver. When asked why, William replied that it was intended for Gessler if he had missed the apple and killed his son. That's pretty badass. That is pretty badass. I like that. It's like going down in the, a blaze of glory. However, it is a crossbow. So I'm just picturing him having just murdered his Hold son. On. He's, Hold on. He's like, you son of a bitch. Hold on. <laughs> Man, Taken 4 is weird. <laughs> All right. So, so we have one, the nuclear bombs detonating mm -hmm. in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Nuclear bomb detonating. Just one bomb. In, yep, yep. Okay. 1580, 1518, 400 people got dancing fever. Mm -hmm. Or... William Tell, the story is real. Mm -hmm. Which one do you think is the lie? I'm going to say number one, the nuclear bombs. Oh, no, Ryan! No! 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 William, tell me that's not true. No, <laughs> no Ryan. Oh, are you sure? I haven't... Oh, oh, it's official now. Yeah, that's fuck. I was hoping you couldn't find it. Uh, yes, the first one did happen. It was a, as I said, in 1961, a B-52 crashed with uh, with a fatal accident carrying two... Um, so, so they weren't testing. It just happened on accident. It just happened on accident. Were people living in the area? The bomb detonated, but it did not explode. What is the difference between those the, two things? The bomb that... De or the, excuse me, what I should say is the bomb detonated, but, not, but did not fully explode thanks to several safety features that prevented a nuclear blast. However, the explosion did scatter radioactive material over a wide area, contaminating the surrounding farmland. This is the problem. This is why we're not a dominant country anymore. We're nerfing our own nuclear bombs. I mean, are we killing stuff or are we not killing stuff? You guys hey man, if you got to wipe a, a state off the map to have superiority, you, why not? You straddling the fence? You straddling the fence? <laughs> and if you're going to take out a state, why not North Carolina? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Actually, we went there once and we did some hiking and it was a beautiful time. We used to have a, the, the Menendez family had a, had a house there uh, and I used to go there all the time growing up. We love you, hillbillies. That helps. Did I fix it? And story number two, Ryan, the dancing fever. Hold on. I think this one's true. I, I I think I have some sort of recollection of hearing of this. It is a true story. Okay. Back in 1518, the dancing mania as the dancing mania, as I said, quickly spread to other cities, and it has been recorded. They think, though without knowing the actual cause of it, they think that it was due to some form of mass hysteria. And let's be honest, it was the 1500s. People didn't have anything better you to do. You didn't have shit to do. Now you had nothing going hey, on. Hey, mom, I'm going to go dance my feet <laughs> off. Um, now, do you think, and it's the same thing, it's just where my mind goes, like in the 60s and the 70s here, and people had all of this aggression and things that we just didn't understand. Why are people killing at such a, a mm -hmm. crazy rate? And it turns out that lead in the gas and being airborne, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Did yeah. You, and did, it, you know, science wasn't invented until 1984. I'm glad they figured that out. Sure. Thank goodness. Sure. And back in the, I think as early as the early 1900s, you had people painting their, their homes with lead yeah. paint. Sure. God, um, it tasted and, delicious. And so my question to you is, maybe, and of course you don't have the answer to this, maybe there was something like that, something environmental that, that caused such a mass, uh, you know. Very possible. Yeah, interesting. And story number three, Ryan, the story of William Tell is actually a very famous Swiss story, but there is no uh, record that shows that William Tell um, 
either, actually, e- actually existed. Either existed or did any of the things. It's like a Robin Hood situation. Exactly. Yeah, that was a real mean trick. You pulled on me, Libertard. <laughs> so, Ryan, that is another round down of Better Know Your History. That is a great job, and that is a first half of the show down. Let's take a break. Those guys. Recently, Lucio took his U.S. citizenship uh, citizenship test. You hate. Could you ask me the question again? How long do you think uh, the average person has to wait to take the mm. U.S. citizenship citizenship test? Go fuck yourself. Those guys, you hate. 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 And red circle. We are back, baby. And red circle. I should do that in in um, celebration of F one here in, in town this weekend. And yeah. we're back. Huh? That was good. That's huh? pretty good. That's podcast. Pretty there, good. Huh? I I could do like a whole one man show. Like, listen to this. Ready? Oh wait, you should probably knock on the door before opening it. Yeah, that was Watch. weird. Hold on, I'm okay. a fully artist. Sure. I'm a door. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Tyler, Spotify. Have you heard of it? I have. I use it. Do you use Spotify? Absolutely. Love it. it. It's really crazy to think about, did you ever have, because I I get confused where our generations are. Did you ever have one of those big giant binders of CDs? Absolutely. I mean, the size of a motherfucking microwave, those things. Yeah. Isn't it so crazy to think, and I'm just doing old man radio here, uh, that you could hold so much of that in this little tiny thing that goes in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So Spotify now, what they do is they have a shuffle where you can listen to your list of songs, but it's a smart shuffle where they introduce, hey, you like this? Why don't you listen to this? I use that as well. Do you use that? Oh, it's yeah. a great way to find new music, especially sure. as you get older, it's harder and harder to find new music, new friends, new anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? You get used to what you know what you like and and like going out and looking for new things to experience is like a young person's game. Listen, you know? facial hair peaked when I was a senior in high school. Uh-huh. I'll never change. Gotcha. Um, so they're suggesting to me, like, hey, you might like this. And what I recognize is Spotify thinks I'm a punk bitch. Oh, okay. Sure. Well, let can me, you can you elaborate? Well, first of all, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. It's a great song. <laughs> That's a workout banger. It's just a workout banger, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like what that shows, the light that it shows me in, but it's a workout banger. Absolutely. Now, here's my problem with this workout banger thing. I've been doing it here on the show since we started. I have people getting in touch with me, and they're like, hey, this is a workout banger. Hey, that's a workout banger. Dude, every, what's a regular workout banger? Like, I, I don't know, like Enter Sandman by Metallica? What is... Uh, there are things that are very obviously workout bangers. Mm-hmm. We all know a Skrillex. That's a, w- yes, we got it. It's aggressive. Workout bangers where I'm giving you something you wouldn't normally think is a workout banger, but give it a chance. That's mm-hmm. the whole idea of the segment. Don't make me spell these things out for you. Gotcha. So you're basically just ranting at the audience right now. Don't get in touch with Ryan to tell him that it's a workout banger if it's obviously a workout banger. I'm just saying, check in with yourself. Have a little meeting with yourself before you involve me. Is this something that Ryan needs to be a part of? Yes, we all know that that's a workout banger. Mm. I'm talking about Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Workout banger, man. That's it's pretty, it. It's a pretty good song. So anyway, I, I, I just, workout banger. I'm glad you could get that off your I, chest. Last week, I said Timber was a workout banger. Mm. Kesha, Pitbull, I mean, just... I'm telling you this. Spotify has like strategically turned it down so you can't turn it too high. What what is that like a siren that that wails in the ocean and makes all the soldiers run in and drown themselves? Oh yeah, that's a um Is it not a siren? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, excuse me, because my brain just kept saying succubus, but that is not correct. It <laughs> is a different. It is a it that, is a siren. Right. Yes, I yeah. believe the timber is the same. Like you will just keep turning it up so high that your head will explode. <laughs> you can't help it. You know it's going mean? to lead you astray. Spotify it's gonna, has to put your life in their hands. They're like, we can't, we can't do this. The song timber is going to force you to run your boat into the rocks and yeah. and die. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get the fuck out of this. Yeah, please. <laughs> Come back from the break in a very strange way. <laughs> Tyler, what is Week in Review? Week in Review is when we go back from the previous week's shows and we correct anything that we said that might have been stupid or yeah. wrong. And we put each other down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we just really, yeah. yeah. And this is a self-help podcast. 
slings and arrows, Tyler. Now, I only have two because I didn't edit one of the weeks. So, no worries. So, so you probably go first. That's okay. Uh, last week, we talked about Finland uh, and why their school system is so progressive and so great. And I said that they do not have private schools. Was I right? That bothers you? <laughs> I mean, I don't love it. Do you know what it is? I have no idea. It's a cat. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. Does that make it better? I think it might make it worse. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it's a dog. Well, uh, Finland has private schools, but they are relatively rare compared to public schools. And the vast majority of schools in Finland are publicly funded and run by local municipalities. Uh, but these private schools may offer different educational approaches or focus on specific subjects, such as language immersion or specifically for sports. Uh, private schools in Finland are subject to government regulation and are required to follow the same educational standards as public schools. You can't just open a private school and do whatever the fuck you want. Sure. Yeah. There's a little bit of that going on down here, Tyler. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that the rich people, the poor people, they all send their kids to the same type of school. Pretty much. Yeah. There's something to that. Yeah. Tyler, last week we asked the question, is there toxic masculinity in the Latin culture? Hell yeah, I suck toes. Tyler, I got this information from bestofsno.com. I, I don't legit. I don't know what that is, mm -hmm. but this is ostensibly almost a an opinion question. But I thought that I could answer it to some degree with a fact, and you tell me if I'm doing it right. Okay. In Mexico, violent offenses against women have increased by 7.7% since the beginning of 2020. Now, I, this this article did not have a, a byline that said when it came out. So I don't know when this was put out. But nonetheless, that's a pretty recent date. So we yeah. can imagine that it has increased greatly in the last couple of years. The president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrando, Obrado? Obrando, one of those, mm -hmm. has downplayed the alarming situation by passing a 75% budget cut for the Federal Women's Institute. And what that means in tangible effects is he says that the state funding for women's shelters should be cut because the majority of domestic violent calls are fake. What? He thinks that he's... With those statistics that he's being posed with, uh -huh. he is slashing the budget of the systems that are out there to help women in that are being abused, that are, that are complaining of sexual violence by basically saying that 75%, I don't know what polling he did, mm -hmm. uh, that 75% of those are fake. So again, it's an opinion question, but I'm giving you a fact. Why is the Spanish culture specifically, and I'm not saying that's the only culture, mm -hmm. but just filled with machismo as a, as a word. I think it's the relationship between the mother and the son, where the mother is very much uh, very a lot of helicopter moms out there. They hover over their children and they they provide for them in a very extreme way. But why wouldn't that make the men more giving to their mothers? Why why wouldn't that increase their love for the for the female persuasion? Because they are being taught that women should do everything for you. They're just subservient exactly. in some ways. Yep. It's very interesting. That's mm -hmm. actually, man, I, I, I thought this was going to be one of those things where you're like, Ryan, it's a confluence of events. You just, <laughs> I mean, well, we got it. We got it solved. Moms, knock it off. Figured it out. It's really, really interesting. That's that's great, man. Mm. You just shed some real light on this uh, situation. Yeah. I, Lad moms, cut it out. Coddled too much and and not made to work for things around the house. I mean, look, we, we grew up entitled. We didn't have to work around the house and, when we were growing and up. And our mothers would clean our room after yelling at us to do it for yep. a long period of time and all those different things. But I don't think that we are, um, what's the word for it? Where you believe men are better than women? Misogynistic? We are not. I don't think we're misogynistic no, at all. No, but no. although that is what a misogynist would say. Back to the kitchen. <laughs> no, but I, I, we definitely do have our problems with women. Is that fair to say? I, I would say we have our problems with relationships. Sure. It doesn't okay. have to be with women specifically. Wow. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying right now, Tyler. Is everything okay? But it, I, I just find maybe we've reached the end of the answer here, but I just I, I find it to be really interesting. Yeah. 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 As you said, Latin moms. Knock, Knock it, it off. off. Wouldn't spoon yourself. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about. I think everybody knows what I'm talking sure, about. Sure, everybody gets hit with a wooden spoon. Throw a chancleta at yourself, <laughs> Latin moms. Sorry I said that so white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, last week we asked the question, 
Who is the Dalai Lama? <laughs> that, that tongue sucker? Yeah. Uh, did I look it up? Hell yeah, I suck toes. Please stop making the answer yes. Sorry. In Buddhism, the Dalai Lama is a spiritual leader who holds an important role in the Gel- Gelug school of Tibetan Buddhism. So yep, it is a specific it. branch of Buddhism that he oversees. He is not the de facto ruler of all of Buddhism. Right. There's isn't, I think I've, that you told me this, that there's like five separate mm-hmm. leaders that are at the top of like a, you know, the, the, the parliament of Ricks or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Like if this was avatar, the last airbender, it would be one ruler from the water nation, sure. one ruler from the fire. Tyler, nation. <laughs> if you could do that with every, <laughs> everything, it would really help my understanding. You got it. Sure. Uh, the Dalai Lama is believed to be the incarnation, uh, the reincarnation of Buddha himself. He is a living Buddha. And it, it much like the avatar, when he dies, it, it, it goes to someone else. Exactly. And I hope it's me. <laughs> I think you might have missed your chance. I've got the golden ticket. (laughs) The Dalai Lama serves as the head of the of the school and traditionally held political and temporal power in Tibet. However, the current Dalai Lama, his name is Tenzin Gyatso, has renounced his political role and is focused on promoting peace, nonviolence and religious harmony throughout the world. He is widely regarded as one of the most influential spiritual leaders in the world today. And, and he made that kid suck his tongue, so... Well, tried to. That kid stuck to his guns. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Um, what, what, are the, what is the fallout of all that? Is he Has he been... I don't know. Is, is he Jewish now? Or? <laughs> I, I, we're laughing about it. This this whole thing has shook me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I'm not Buddhist, but I have such a deep respect for... I mean, all religions, really, but I, Buddhism in particular because of what it preaches. Yeah. This one was a kick in the gonads. For sure. Spiritually. For sure. It's uh it, it's almost like when we found out Ellen DeGeneres was a monster, you know, or presided over a monstrous environment and you're like this is like a punch against nice about nice uh, 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 <laughs> niceies. I like that. Um it, you're right. It, it it felt like an affront on being kind. Yeah. Like, "Oh, I told you kindness wasn't real." Or, "Oh, I told you spirituality wasn't real. Look at this pedophile." Yeah. Yep. Oh, fuck you. So, and maybe that's not how to end it, but it just, it bums me out. No, I know. It, it, it's, it, it is. It's, you see this tenant of, of peace and of, and of love and of spirituality. And then he does something like that. And you're like, bro, don't tell me that you're a, 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 ba- a bastard behind closed doors Is it doors possible too. that he just made a mistake? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I, that's what I'm hoping for. But nonetheless, it, it's a, is it a forgivable mistake? I, that's up for each person to decide. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he was just listening to that Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Suck My... No, I can't can't construct construct anything. Tyler, last week we talked about Jerry Springer and I... And I guess we opined on when he was at the peak of his popularity. Mm. Did I blow it off? I just didn't want to hear RJ talk about sucking toes again. The show aired for 27 years and had nearly 5,000 quality episodes, Tyler. 5,000 is insane. Sure. It peaked in popularity around... You want to guess? I would say 1994. 1997 to 1998. So that's pretty good. I would have said in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. In 2002, TV Guide proclaimed it to be the worst TV show of all time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was embraced by the show, which started introducing itself as the worst TV show of all time. They knew what they were doing. I mean, man, you can't. Was that the beginning of, and forgive me for getting political here, Trump knowledge? There, There is no such thing as... You know, stepping in it, if I never admit to stepping in it. Sure. I don't think that it's like a de facto. It's how January 6th happened, but, Tyler. I agree with you. But I also think that it was a huge breadcrumb that was left for people to follow that trail, so to speak. I tried to look up, did Jerry Springer change the way that America evolved or whatever, mm. you know, and I just. It's very I, specific. I, you're right. Yeah. I, I, I suck at Googling, by the way. Just give in to Chad GPT already, man. Just give in to it. I, I forget about it. If oh, I'm sure. Honest. Check don't it out. Worry. It's really good. They'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm all done. And that's it for Week in Review, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tyler, have you ever thought of, um, maybe I should get the kook alert ready, mm-hmm. but the idea that all romantic songs are deeply healing if you realize that you're talking to yourself? I mean, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm asking a real question uh-huh. in the saddest way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it possible that all these relationships that we're all looking for is just inside of you, that you're looking to be that other person? Well, you can only fulfill a relationship up to the point of 
the relationship that you have with yourself. Please you, tell me that's not true. Yeah, yeah. It's, Is that it's, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to love me, yourself, bro. Ryan. Okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. Get on it. How do you do that? Is that a, well, that's it. I, I I just wanted to launch that out there, and I wanted to end this show on a pathetic. And launch you did. Consider it launched. Mm -hmm. We're out to launch. Tyler, tell people how they could get in touch with us and let us know that we've done a terrible job with that last thing I said. Uh, well, you go to thoseguysyouhate.com and you subscribe on all the different links that are there and you can send us a message. You can leave us a voicemail. We got so many different cool options over there. Go check it out. Thank you guys for supporting us. We genuinely mm -hmm. we genuinely love you and we, we, we love doing this. Mm -hmm. Well said. Tyler, great job. Same to you. What's, I don't know. I'm doing Obama. Yeah. Great job. Great job. Michelle, Malik. <laughs> um, what's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is absolutism, Ryan. Absolutism. It is something that I think we can all get caught up in. But I think when it comes to the information that we believe, and it can be difficult, and they're blind spots, but I think leaving the door cracked even just a bit to think, to have the thought of, hey, I could be wrong really, about this. Really hard. It is really hard. Really it hard. It is really hard. But to challenge ourselves and to, as I said, leave that door cracked even, even just a bit. Uh, I think is a very healthy exercise that we can do in our in our personal lives. I, I try to explain to my son, who is a budding know-it-all, mm -hmm. not unlike you or myself. That's how it goes. The amount of credibility that you buy yourself just by in the middle of your ranting and raving, uttering the words, I could be wrong about this. Mm -hmm. People open up so much more, and, and I, I'm sure that it does something to you too. Sure. I'm just talking about getting your point across. It'd be great if you meant it. Yeah. But it, just by uttering those words, people give you so much more credit and go like, okay, cool. This guy, we're operating on the same level here, mm -hmm. I, I think. And, and if you could actually run it through that prism, all the more power to you. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Don't manipulate, but when you do. <laughs> you just gave him a, a first class lesson on manipulation. Sure. Tell people that you believe stuff that you don't so you can really trick them. You know what I'm saying? And then when people leave that door cracked open, kick it in. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Toxic masculinity. Hmm. Love it. Try to accept it and, and make it part. Of, no, talk to man. How do you how do you help somebody in that place? How do you how do you is it? I, I guess I'm asking you, like, can you like force somebody to work on themselves? Mm -hmm. I don't know. How, how can we see these things in our in ourselves um, in a better way? Why is it so easy to see all these problems with other people? But when it comes to things in our lives that are making us unhappy, that are making things harder, how do we turn that mirror back on ourselves? I mean, we have to challenge the thoughts in our own head. We have to, as I just said before, where we have to challenge and be like, is this true? Am I actually, do I know this to be a fact? Am I reacting this way because of this? Or is it possible that this is happening? Mm -hmm. And it's only the hardest thing that you'll ever do, but... It's really all there is. Yeah, agreed. We are those guys you hate. Be kind, or we'll kill you. And red circle. My insides hurt. Yeah, yeah, you said that already. Make sure you, you're careful about how you phrase it. What? Because the way you were describing it to me. I'm, I'm bruised up inside of me. Yeah, sure. and, and, and you were talking about how you had to hold yourself open. Yeah. It sounds like really rough gay sex. Youth leader Garrett and I did a weekend retreat. And you know what? It was, How's he doing? Nobody else was there. Like, we got there and we were like... What? Oh, only one bed? <laughs> what? How weird. And then he pitched me like a tent mm. and, uh, you know, slept inside of me, opened me. No, it is. I'm talking about the yoga. The yoga. I do also notice how all of your gay jokes, you're the one getting dicked. Every single time. You're never the one doing the fucking. You're always the fucky. You know what? That's constructive criticism, Tyler. <laughs> I, You know what? I appreciate you being real with me. Allow yourself to be the fucker sometimes, I man. Fuck. <laughs> I can fuck one time. Um, uh, you know what is very interesting about yoga as an athletic... Uh, Practice. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In most athletic outings, 
you are forcing, you are pushing yourself as hard as you can to be as athletic, as strong as you possibly can. Mm. I believe the true essence of yoga is quite the opposite. It's opening, it's letting go. It is getting into a very stressful situation and then releasing yourself of pushing, of stressing. Of mm-hmm. it's, it's really the opposite. It's, it's weakening instead of pushing. It's very interesting. It's what I call gay sex, Tyler. It's, mm. a lo- it's, a, it's a long metaphor, but I am a poet with an anking... I was going to say aching bunghole, but we're, you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. it didn't work out because we're better than that. For Tyler, sure. are we living sure. bad religions 21st century digital boy? I think so. Has that come to be? Has that come to fruition? Yeah, I think it's it's been steaming or it's been coming right at us like a fucking train. A steaming, a steaming, a locomotive. A steam train. Sure, sure. And uh, and yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's bad. Do people know, is this a, a popular enough song that we don't have to describe it? Punk, I think that would be unfair to the audience. Punk? Legends, Bad Religion sang mm-hmm. a song, 21st Century Digital Boy. That guy, the lead singer of Bad Religion, uh, I believe he's like a, um, a, a a professor at a high-end college. Oh, interesting. We, we can, can review. We can review. Yeah. Yep. Um, the lyrics go, 21st century, we are now in the 21st century? Correct. We are digital? Mm. We are boys. If, uh, correct on all counts. I don't know how to live, but I've got a lot of toys. My daddy's a lazy middle-class intellectual. My mommy's on volume. So ineffectual. Yeah. That's our story, isn't it? Pretty good. That's ostensibly yeah. our origin story. Especially the volume. Sure. <laughs> it's a volume effort, mom. Just wake up. Yeah, no, but it, it, obviously it, our mom isn't on volume. But, but I mean, are we living in what they described? The Unabomber. Kind of right. I think you're going to have to phrase that differently. We can't come on here and start spouting the the. Why did he do something? The the beliefs of the Unabomber. I'm His saying, name is literally the Unabomber. Well, he couldn't make any friends, Tyler. <laughs> uh, yes, I I don't believe that mailing bombs to people is the right thing to do. I'm glad that you said that. But what, was he trying to make a smiley face? No, he uh, was trying to warn us about the impending doom. No, no, I mean where he set the bombs off. Wasn't he trying to draw something like on the map with the explosions? I've never heard that before. Uh, maybe, I'm, yeah, maybe I'm making that up. Most we can, re- yeah, the smiley face killer. Yeah. I, I, what I would say is that um, it's just very interesting. A lot of these, these things that we talked about that were supposed to be like in the future, this could happen one day. It's happening. Or in the future. Oh, we are in the yeah, future. Yeah, but instead of flying cars, we have, you know, unaffordable housing. <laughs> and and uh, and Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah. How's so that going? Pretty good. Oh, good. I read somewhere. You tell me if this is true. I, mm. I like that this um, pregame is just us talking shit about nothing. I'm okay with it. I it's read somewhere. So Elon Musk bought Twitter for? I believe it was $44 billion. I read somewhere that world hunger could be solved for $6 billion. Could mm. that possibly be true? Um, be a heartbreaker. Six, $6 billion, uh, I don't know about that number, but but yeah, like just here in this country, just in America, with the money that Elon Musk has, he could get rid of, of homelessness. He could get rid of hunger, children going sure. to bed uh, hungry. Fuck you, the rest of the countries. He could, yeah, but he, <laughs> he it, just in this one country, we could we could solve all of these things. One person could Why, solve all these things. I, I don't want to pose too broad of a question to you. Why don't we? Well, first greed. And you, I've heard of it. And it also is would take work and you'd have to really invest yourself into it. It's not something that you can just sign a check and it's, it's fixed. And uh, these people don't want to do that. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard to make changes like that. I mean, not when you're a billionaire. I feel like they would have some. They they have the funds in order to make those changes. I I just think that it's easy for us to spend, and I'm not talking about you in particular. I think it's easy for us to spend other people's money and say, "Hey, you should do it." And then when some of these things come up in our lives, it's easy to ignore it, or you know, yeah, kind you of can't have my fucking money. Context what are you talking it about? away. I I did something this week. Mm-hmm. that is counterintuitive to how I normally live. And I'm proud of it. And I want to share it on a, a podcast that I am part of. How convenient. Yeah. and But since I haven't had a shot, I'm going to do it here. All right. There's a guy at my gym, and perhaps you know this guy. Um, not him personally, but this type of guy. Sure. He is somebody. You know Salt Life? You yeah. Know, Salt yeah, Life stickers on the back of all the pickup trucks. People who define themselves through their love of the beach, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there are worse... Sure. Things to, you know, fall into, right. so to speak. Now, do you know Assault Life? No. Assault Life is a, a play on that marketing ploy, but instead of it being the beach, it is weapons, it is tactical gear, it is 
is seemingly xenophobia. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Do you know those people who their aesthetic, their decor is army xenophobe? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. somebody that I expect, even though they don't, I expect to be walking around wearing a bulletproof vest sure. at all times. I got to be honest. It's pretty cool. Bulletproof <laughs> vest looks fucking cool. It's pretty cool. I swear. It's the, and I am not pro gun. I don't own a gun. I hope I never do. Sure. Same thing with those those holsters that go around your shoulders. It's pretty cool. That's fucking. We got to stop making cigarettes and guns look so cool, yeah. man. Yeah. It's a bit unfair. I, I, now, if I wear one of those shoulder holsters, but without the gun, does mm. it have the same effect? What if I kept a hoagie in there? <laughs> Right? He's armed. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah, I think that may take away some of the a badassery of it, but, 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 but all of it. But at least you're always armed with a healthy snack or with a hero. <laughs> but um, so there, this guy goes to my gym. He's big. He's strong. He's super aggressive. Mm. He bullies people like off his. He's just super aggressive. Yeah, and just. I don't. I don't want to judge people. I'm. I'm out of the business of judging people. But you're about this to. guy's a cock. <laughs> no, he's just. He's the antithesis of somebody that I would want to hang out with. Yeah. He his energy. I think that he's putting out. He thinks is really tough, but really, it's from my perspective, just very insecure. Very and insecure. Very unenjoyable. And he's all. He just seems like a loner. Well, that's where it comes from. Loneliness and shame and and insecurity. But I want him to know that. Okay. Well, how, how do I do that? Is there a pamphlet or something I could drop off at his locker? Just, uh, just invite him to listen to the show. He can listen to this this episode. I, I hear he, you calling him a cock every time. <laughs> you're being a bit of a cock, Sonny. Um, and I do that thing, and you're very familiar with this, where I am so I, I just smile at him. Mm-hmm. You, you know that move that I do, where yes, I, am I am letting you know I find this to be funny. Sure. This is, this, and and that's probably a bad move on my part, right? And there is no joy in the smile whatsoever. No, it's me letting you know that I see through this and I look down on it. There is nothing warm in that smile. It's, it is. It's somehow you could turn the the corners of your mouth upwards and still. Be a dickhead. But, but the, <laughs> this is the thing. It is the worst thing uh-huh. for a bully. For a bully. For, I get it. For somebody to look at you and to be amused. But and I'm not proud of that part of myself. Mm. You know what I did this week? Mm. I introduced myself to oh, Sonny. You're going to say you frowned at I him. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> no, I, I, I walked up and I introduced myself to go? him. Good. Good. Mm. I, I, I dropped that shield that mm. I use mm-hmm. and I walked. It, it actually ended with him saying, God bless you to me. And I wanted to be like, brother. Don't, don't use that. Yeah. You, you don't use that. Yeah. You're using it in the wrong way. Yeah. I hit him with a God bless you too. I'm telling you, it was a step in the right direction. I think me treating him in that way, maybe in the smallest way possible, could be something positive for him and definitely something positive for me. For sure. And it's just getting around his shield. Getting around his shield. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's the, the, the reason that I bring it up is it's written on my show sheet mm-hmm. and it's me getting out of my own comfort zone, seeing something that I'm doing wrong egg gross and changing it and it wasn't easy it wasn't easy that's dropping my ego to go walk up and be like you know whatever that's exactly what it is and it it can be scary not even like from a physical standpoint but just putting yourself in that position putting yourself in that position and i recognized my behavior that little Mm -hmm. smile that i'm doing that's my own insecurity that's my own absolutely shield and if i why i want better out of this guy why am i not doing better Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i did don't recommend it. Yeah, that's what they call growth. I hear it's a trap. It's a trick. <laughs> Don't do it. Like therapy, it's useless. <laughs> and very finally, Tyler, I, you know, this week was kind of shaky for us, so I didn't get a chance to tell you. I have a I have a shameful admission. Oh, okay. I'm burying it here because I don't want anybody to hear it. All right. Tyler, what's your relationship with the urinals? With urinals? Um, I mean, they're always there for me when I need them. <laughs> you got to stop pooping in there, Tyler. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've I, always been a nervous peer. Like, I'm, I'm a stall sure. guy. I like stalls. That's why, I, well, that's why I asked you, but yeah. but nonetheless. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Let's, okay, here's my shameful admission. Nervous peer. No, I don't think that's shameful. I think that's nah, very, very common. Sure. Um, RJ, shameful peer. Oh, yeah. Wait, not shameful peer. I, I was going to say... <laughs> I don't know how that works. I can't look at it myself. <laughs> um, so I, I am not a nervous peer. I'm a nervous pooper. Mm-hmm. No, no, no pooping outside the house for no, one Ryan Menendez. Me either. Um, but I will use the urinal. Here's my shameful admission. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get stuck having to go to the tiny urinal. <laughs> the low one? The low urinal. Yeah. The one for kids. Sure. Because you can't be next to somebody at the urinal or you try not to be. Mm-hmm. 
here's my shameful admission, and maybe it's something wrong with me. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand geometry enough. Maybe I don't understand angles. I cannot pee in the tiny urinal without getting it all over my shins. Mm. Am I doing something wrong? Do I need to bring a protractor? Some sort of a PVC pipe? What's the situation? Well, you get a little tarp wrapped around your, your legs, <laughs> you know, like if you, like as if you were at a uh, UFC match. Okay. Yeah. I Wait, a tarp and wrap it around my legs. Yeah, all the pee goes on there, throw it away. There you go, you're good to go. Uh, like like I'm sitting up front at a Gallagher show? Exactly. <laughs> He's dead Exactly. Time. Oh. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? I and, do. You gotta, you gotta aim it at the side but, so it loops around Tyler, from the side to the back of the urinal. I am with you. Uh -huh. I am with you. And to my understanding, I have attempted this from every possible angle. Mm -hmm. I, I have done everything that I can short of not using the small urinal anymore. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a quitter. I, I just don't, I, maybe, maybe there's, you know, on the, on the Heinz bottle, there's that secret 57. Maybe mm. I'm just, I, I just, there's a part of it that I just don't understand. Have you thought about crouching like really low to get down to level with <laughs> Crouching tiger and pelvis? <laughs> That's right. Let's do the show.